From the offices of Courtney Dehoff, a.k.a. her apartment in Dallas, the cowgirl-turned-television host brings you the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. This podcast is where country and city living collide. Cowgirl Problems is dedicated to anyone who is trying to figure out what the heck they're doing with their life. It's for the cowgirls, cowboys, entertainers, and everyday hustlers sorting through all of life's problems. Buckle up. Here goes nothing. Well, welcome to another episode of the Cowgirl Problems Podcast. I am so excited for my next guest. She really, I really have to give you the credit for the woman behind the Fancy Lady Cowgirl merchandise because um, I probably could have done it on my own India and we would have had merchandise in maybe like 2025. Um, because there was so much that went into it and I am so thankful for you, but you have the greatest story at India Hearn is joining me of Whiskey Designs. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, okay. So I was trying to think how many years ago it was that my mom and I discovered your store is how you and I met. My mom and I discovered your store at the farmer's market and we fell in love with the car. It was just, it's just fun. And it's like my, it's our type of personality, like your cards and your shirts. And it's just like, everything's fun. And some of it's really funny. And it's all very like Western and cowboy and agriculture. And we just fell in love with it. And you know, my mom embarrasses me a lot. I have to be honest. Um, she's a lot. But I remember she talked to you. I think your mom was in the store that day as well. I remember she just like started having a conversation with you. And I remember thinking, I don't even know these people. But then I look back and I think, thank goodness that I have an embarrassingly chatty mother because it brought us together. Yeah. I mean, without us all like talking and chit-chatting and stuff, I mean, this would not have happened. It's incredible how people are supposed to meet in life and the way that people meet. It's just, it was meant to be. I agree 100%. So meant to be. Okay, India, let's start from the beginning. And I have sort of asked you some of these questions just like in our friendship, but like, I'm still curious to know more. How did it all get started? Were you artistic? Like as a little girl, did you always love to like be creative and design things and draw things? How did it all sort of start? Honestly, yes. I have been very creative my entire life. Um, I, I mean, I always, like in school, I would always, I was very good at school. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I've learned and did everything right. But like in my notebooks, I would always have like doodles, like down the side of my notebook paper and stuff like that. And like when it came to, to projects, I was always like the creative one. Like I'd make it colorful and I'd, I'd make it fun and, um, bring like the creative side into group projects and projects at school and stuff like that. Um, I designed like a couple of t-shirts like for our little choral group in middle school and, you know, things like that, just little fun, little creative outlets. And people always just kind of, if they needed something creative or a design, they just came to me because I would do it, you know, and it was, it was fun and I enjoyed it. And it was, you know, I was young and I just liked to draw. Honestly, that was it. And then, um, I started designing t-shirts for a a clothing company called Cowgirl Justice and our families were really good friends. They still are today. And, um, I designed some shirts for them and they really took off and we all just kind of didn't know what was happening. And then, um, in high school, when I, 
you know, I had to kind of choose my path of what I wanted to do. I mean, I've, I've wanted to do everything from become a chef, become an eye doctor of all things. <laughs> an eye doctor. Yeah, just like the most random things like I've always wanted to do. The creative side of me really took over when I had to kind of make that decision. And so I went off to, um, I knew I, when I went to school, no matter what I did, I wanted to leave Dallas because I, I born and raised, been there my whole life. Love it. Don't get me wrong. But I wanted to go out and see something new. And I mean, not even just leave Dallas, but leave Texas and just see a whole new, a whole new world. I love to travel. And so I think that's kind of like what made me want to do that is just go see something completely different, meet all new people. Um, and so I found myself in Santa Fe, New Mexico at art school, um, where I studied graphic design. And, um, to be honest with you, I got halfway through school and my school ended up closing. Actually, it was a very small private school and, um, long story, but it, it ended up closing. And what I thought was the worst possible thing that could happen turned out to be one of the best things that ever happened to me in my whole life because I was young and I was kind of thrown out into the real world of, all right, you know, bad stuff happens, things don't go as planned and you've got to just kind of roll with it. So I ended up moving back home and kind of kept going with Whiskey Designs. I'd had like the Instagram account for many years and stuff like that, where I just post like kind of doodles and stuff that I'd done. And I moved back home and I thought, well, I really don't want to work for anybody. I've, I've always wanted to have my own business. My parents had their own business when I was growing up. And so like, I know what it takes. I, I had my parents who could kind of help guide me and stuff like that. And so when I moved back home, that's what I did. Oh my gosh. So cool. And I love what you said, the worst moment you thought, you know, of your life up until that point, like Santa Fe. So cool. When I found out you went to college in Santa Fe, I was like, of course she did. Like, it was wow. amazing. It was oh, incredible. I bet it was just so awesome. But then suddenly you almost had to like become an adult, what, two, three years ahead of schedule, three, four years even. You know? Great. I mean, it's like, I, I've always been more mature for my age. Like I've always acted way older than I am my whole life. I'm an only child. So I've always been around adults, um, growing up and stuff like that. And I just, I mean, you just kind of, you never expect that to happen. You know, like you're doing all the quote unquote right steps. You're going to school, you're doing what you've been told to do your whole life. And then all of a sudden, oh, you can't come back you know? And so you're just kind of like, okay, well, what do I do? And yeah, I, honestly, at the moment it was awful and it was terrible. Cause like all of our friends, like we all got separated and stuff like that. Like I finally found like my creative people, you know what I mean? And I found a group that I connected with on that whole creative side. And, uh, then we all just had to say goodbye, you know, and it was really scary and tough and we didn't know what was going to happen. And, in the back of my mind, I was like, okay, if I don't finish school, like people are going to look down on me. But then, I mean, look, look what it turned into. So it's okay. You know, it has turned into something absolutely miraculous. Whiskey designs. You have this like primo, honestly, in my opinion, the, the premier spot at the farmer's market, this beautiful corner store. You've got these garage doors that open up. And of course in Dallas, all the weather permits, you know, eight months out of the year. It's just, it's wonderful. But you didn't start out in that perfect corner store spot. And I look at your story and it just really inspires me and gives me 
hope and, and fuels me up for the, whatever is going to come from this fancy lady cowgirl. So talk about whiskey designs. You actually started under the little tent at the farmer's market and eventually it grew, but sort of walk us through that journey. So when I did end up moving back home, um, I thought, okay, so I really, I really feel like I've got something and I really want to show the world and I really want to develop all these new products and all this stuff, but you can't, when you're starting off, you got to take it slow and it's hard. It's really difficult because you've got all these ideas running through your head and you're, you see what you want to see in like five years, but you have to remember, like, I'm just starting. I have to start off small. So, um, I started doing little pop-up markets all around Dallas. And I mean, we traveled down to Houston for a show and stuff like that. But I mean, just, I'm talking one day events, you know, where you go set up, sell to that group of people and then you tear down and go home and kind of wait for the next show to be announced and sign up for that. So, I mean, I was doing a show that would pop up like around Dallas about once a month. Um, my friend Taylor started a, a business called the Boho Market. And um, I set up at her very first show at Fair Park, actually here in Dallas. And um, kind of just whenever she'd do a show, I'd pop up. And I mean, that was great and all. And I met amazing people. I met amazing vendors and shoppers that would follow me around all these markets. Um, but, you know, when it kind of started getting more serious, I thought, well, I can't, you know, just do a show once a month or twice a month. I've got to find something that's every weekend. and. Um, actually with the boho market, we ended up setting up at the farmer's market in downtown Dallas. And I have been going to the farmer's market my entire life. I'm born and raised right here in Dallas. And, um, I mean, we'd go there to buy pumpkins during Halloween. We'd go down there to buy Christmas trees, um, you know, during Christmas. And we've always done that. I mean, that's just where you go, you know? And when I found out that the farmer's market hosted artisans and locally made products and stuff like that every single weekend, I thought, well, that's a perfect opportunity and kind of like a trial. You know, it's like, I don't have a store, but I do have something that's every weekend where I can, you know, kind of grow my customer base, introduce new products and things like that. So the first weekend in January of 2018, I want to say it was like January 5th or 6th. I mean, we had just gotten through the holidays and everything like that. And, you know, January, February is like a slow time for retail anyway. So, you know, starting off, you, you kind of have low expectations of, you know, what to expect consumer wise. People are, they're tired. They're tired of spending money. They're, they want to be at home. They're exhausted from the holidays. Um, so anyway, we went ahead and set up that first weekend. And I mean, it was amazing. People, it's, it's incredible to me how people love to support their small people, you know, their small shops or small companies. And anyway, I thought, okay, well, that was a good weekend. Let's do it again. So we do the next weekend. And I talked to the shed manager at the time. And I said, how do I sign up for the whole year? And she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like we don't, <laughs> no one's ever even asked me about that before. And I'm like, okay, well, like, can I do it by the month? Like I, I want to, to do this every single weekend for the entire year. And just kind of see where it goes. Because I like to push myself. I like to, I don't want to say I like to set goals. Because going back to my college years, I set a goal to go to college and graduate. And that didn't happen. So, and I mean, it's, it's good to set goals. Don't get me wrong. But you have to just kind of go with the flow and push yourself more than anything. That's kind of what I've learned. 
So I said, well, I'm going to do this for a full year and just kind of see what happens. And we did. We set up and tore down my booth every single weekend for the entire year of 2018. And, you know, during the holidays and the busier times, we'd also be doing another show at that same time. So my parents would run the farmer's market booth and I'd be off doing something else. And I mean, we got to the point where we had two full setups and so I could be at two different events. Um, and kind of going back to when I started, I didn't even have a tent. Like I just had some grid wall that I set up, hung up some t-shirts and set up my cards and stuff like that, um, for people to see. And as it kept going, as we got more serious, I, I had to get a tent, you know, cause we were traveling and stuff like that. Um, but it's been so incredible to see it evolve and become what it is today. And so after a full year of setting up, every weekend at the market under the open air shed. Um, I said, okay, I guess we're gonna do it for 2019 as well, you know, cause I love this, this is great. And so we set up and then a space became available at the, at the market. And I got a phone call and the market had contacted me and they were like, you know, what do you think about going full time? You know, just forget every weekend, we're talking every day. And I, I was like, okay, I said I would never have a store because my parents had a store when I was growing up and it is so much work. It's a, it's a full-time job. And even when you're away from this, the store, that's all you're thinking about is the store. And, you know, I grew up firsthand seeing how, how hard it is, but how good it is at the same time, you know, but I always said, I will never have a store. Anyway, I talked with the market and I said, okay, let's do this. Let's open up a store. So we did. And it was so fast how it all happened because I thought I want to go ahead and get this store set up so I don't have to keep setting up and tearing down under the shed. So we got the paper signed. We got everything finalized. I was actually in Houston for Rodeo Houston. I was set up and everything was finalized. I came back from Houston. We spent that week getting the shop ready and we were open that next weekend at the store. And we've been open seven days a week ever since March 30th of 2019. And it's just been incredible to see how far my little business has come. You know, it's been, it's been amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh, just what a cool story. And I'm just like sitting here listening to you and <laughs> This is what I'm thinking at the end of you talking. I'm going, oh my God, I hope I can survive 10 days at the NFR with you. Because here's the thing about India. India, you are like, and I, I ask you this all the time, and I, I'm sure you get tired of hearing it. I tell India all the time, I don't know how you do it. Because when she says she runs a store seven days a week, it's her and her mom and her dad. There are no employees. You have no employees. You do everything. You're doing the artwork. You are, you know, cutting the cards, you are getting the shirts printed. I mean, you <laughs> literally do everything and it's so impressive and it's so amazing. We discovered that our birthdays are pretty close together this year. <laughs> I found out how old you were. I was like, oh God, I'm definitely not going to make it 10 days with her. But you're uh, just like, it's so cool to see someone, you know, you're younger than me and you're just like absolutely thriving and crushing it. But you said something that I think was so poignant. You said, you know, here you are doing the farmer's market. You said, I didn't even have a tent. And I think that's such a good like way for people to look at anything that they may be doing, you know, any dream they may be, may be following. 
you're running this like uber successful business in Dallas, but like you started without a tent, you know, like you're just like out there in the elements with your stickers and your cards and your shirts. And it's just, it's so cool. And it's just been so fun to sort of get to know you and, and be a small part. I'm really just a pain in the ass probably to India, if the truth be known. Not at all. Oh my gosh. Not at all. Ah. This is such a fun project for me, this fancy lady cowgirl thing. And I mean, it's just, I'm so proud of you for watching it grow the way it has. And I'm just, I'm happy to be along for the ride, to be honest with you. Oh gosh. It's been yeah, it's been so fun. So <laughs> India does custom work for all of y'all listening. Anything from fancy lady cowgirl to bucking bulls to you've done, you've done all kinds of, of custom projects. What are some of the like most unique ones you've worked on? Does anything like come to mind? I mean, I've done all kinds of things like big and small. I did a project with a, a dear customer who comes in quite a bit. I mean, I, if she walks in, I know who she is, but I didn't know much about her. Um, I got a text from her one day and she was like, Hey, so like, I need a custom design for my, the company that I work for, for a little promotion thing that we're going to do, um, with some of the head honchos from the company who are coming into town, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh yeah, no, I'd love to help you. I think that'd be awesome. Like just, you know, send over like any ideas you have or whatever words you want written on it or whatever. She was like, okay, well it's Ikea and we need this design done. I was like, Oh my God, like, that's amazing. So I worked with her on this little project and um, it was so cool because we incorporated Texas and Ikea and I mean, it was just such a cool project uh, to be a part of and just, you know, it's so funny because you never know the other side of your customers. You don't know what they go home and do, you know, and it's really cool to get to know people in that way. Um, I mean, I've done logos for all kinds of people. I've done mini boards for food. Um, uh, food booths that are set up at the farmer's market and kind of circling back to that. That's what I love about the farmer's market. We all became one family underneath that shed because we all, no matter what you sell, you know what it takes to get up and set up and then tear down and spend the week getting ready for the next weekend and doing it all over again. Um, and so we all kind of related to each other on that level and we all kind of help each other out. Like if someone needs a new logo, I help them. If they need a new menu board for their barbecue or their ice cream, I do it. Um, so it's really cool to work with people on that. But honestly, every project I do, I love because I love, they're also different. And I love getting to know the story about people and why they're doing what they do. And I've been doing a lot of logos lately since COVID because so many people have lost their jobs and they're like, okay, I finally have time to do what I've always wanted to do. And to be a part of that is so cool because I know the feeling, you know, I mean, I didn't go through losing a job with COVID by any means, but it's kind of like coming to that fork in the road where it's like, what do I do? And at the moment it can seem like the worst possible thing, but just wait a couple of years, wait a couple of days. You don't know what could be right around the corner, just waiting for you, you know? Oh gosh. And it's so good to remember that in 2020. Um, it's hard, but you have to remember that. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is tough. This has been a tough year. And, but you know, like you and I have talked about fancy lady cowgirl would have never happened, you know, exactly. had the world not shut down. You know, I think literally my mom had come to, to Texas sort of after everything, you know, all hell broke loose and we were in the store and it sort of was like, I guess like, why not? Why not do yeah. this? You know, like let's make some stickers. So when you came into the shop that day, 
you had recently during the shutdown. So here in Texas, we were shut down for seven full weeks. I could not open my store to any customers and it was very frustrating, but I, you know, totally respected the decision. We did not know what this thing was and we were all just trying to survive at that point, you know, health wise. Um, but anyway, I would go to the shop every day and I'd work on stuff and just try to kind of keep, keep the ball rolling because I had lost that kind of creative light, I guess, that kind of is inside of you. It just kind of went dark for a bit. During the shutdown, I was so frustrated because I thought, I've always said, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. And here I was gifted all this time almost, and I couldn't create anything. I was so, the, every normalcy had been taken away. And I mean, I know everyone can relate on this level. I'm not just saying like, oh, this only happened to me. It's everybody, no matter what industry you're in. But this little creative side of me, just, it wasn't working. And I got so frustrated about that. And it was right after we reopened that you and your mom came in to the shop. And during the shutdown, you had posted uh, my welcome to the shit show t-shirt or your mom was wearing it or something and you had posted about it. And I got so many orders from that and you'd come into the shop and I was like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That kind of like gave me a little spark to keep going, you know, to keep promoting things and pushing online and stuff like that. And then one of your followers in Eli, Nevada had reached out to me about doing a custom greeting card and sticker to give to her friends and stuff like that. And I was showing you that. And you said, I had no idea you did custom work. And I was like, yeah, of course I do. And that's when this whole fancy lady cowgirl design got going. I mean, that was it. And I'm so grateful that y'all came into the shop that day because until that point, I was so, you know, not depressed by any means, but just so not creative. And that kind of got me going again. And I can't thank you enough for letting me be a part of it. Welcome to the shit show. It just started. It started the, the love relationship that we have. My mother wears that shirt all the time to all kinds of inappropriate places like church um, and doesn't realize she's wearing it until we look down and we're like, well, that's godly of you. Um, yes, we love welcome to the shit show. You're going to have that at the NFR, aren't you? Okay. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. So you, everyone listening, got it. Yeah, you got to come by and scoop the welcome to the shit show because it is just what a year. 2020 has been a total shit show. But let's talk a little bit. We'll talk about the NFR, but let's talk a little bit about the Western community, sort of that cowboy culture, because that's really what you have all sorts of things in your shop. I mean, I, I, I literally there for a while, I was coming into the store once or twice a week to like pick up things and, and meet with you and chat and talk business. And I would sort of like, browse around. I'm always finding something new. Like there's always something cool and new in the store. Um, but what really drew my mom and I in, I think that first time is, you know, we just sort of wandered in randomly and we discovered, you know, cards that say things like, this is actually my second rodeo and all of these like fun Western things. What, talk to me a little bit about your relationship with the cowboy culture, the Western culture. You, I have never, maybe when I come to your house, like at night for like dinner when we're working or like, we're just hanging out, but I don't think I've ever not seen you in cowboy boots other than like <laughs> when you're literally in your like bare feet. My house shoes. 
you're always in cowboy boots. So talk to me a little bit, because like you said, you grew up in Dallas. So how did sort of your relationship with the Western community begin? So honestly, like I, I don't even know, to be quite honest with you. I mean, we're, my family and I, we are very proud Texans. We're those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? We <laughs> love they, we love to say that we're from here. Um, we're all from here. And I mean, I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but there's no place better than Texas. I mean, come on. I love <laughs> That's and such I, a I, Texas I thing to say. Here, but yeah, I'm one of those. Um, so anyway, I, when I started my, okay, I don't even know where to begin, to be honest with you. It, I mean, it's just kind of my whole life. I love Texas. I love the whole like Western vibe. I've always loved that. Um, I've going way, way back, uh, growing up, we always go to the state fair of Texas here in Dallas. Um, it's our favorite thing to do. We've never missed a year except for this year. Of course, everyone missed it. Um, and one year when I was in college, that's the only time I've ever missed it. My birthday is during the fair. We always go on my birthday. I mean, it's such a, a good fun time and we always look forward to it, but this is all going to make sense. I promise. But, um, there's a section at the state fair, um, in the food and fiber building called the go Texan pavilion. And it's where they showcase go Texan members, um, with all their products and being a go Texan member is, it means that everything that you make is made in Texas. And I've always known about this brand, this, you know, program and everything. And I've always said, if I ever start a company, I want it to be Go Texan certified because, well, I'm a proud Texan. And if I'm going to be making products, I want it to benefit other Texans as well. I want it, I want Texans to really thrive off of what I'm doing if and when I ever have anything. You know, I'm saying this as I'm like 10 years old. Um, so anyway, when I established whiskey, I said, well, I've got to become Go Texan. I mean, I have to. That's what I've always said. And so I became a Go Texan member. And so therefore I get to show at the State Fair of Texas and things like that. So I've always loved the state. I've always loved like the rodeos. I've always loved State Fair, you know, stuff like that. And it all just kind of boiled down to creating products for the people that go to these events. And those people are, are me, you know? So it's like, what, what would I want to buy at these events? well, fun, Texas quirky things. And I mean, forget Texas, just Western funny that rodeo people and just people can relate to, you know? Um, and so when I became a Go Texan member, the first um, event that I showed with them was the State Fair of Texas. And while we were there, it came out that they were going to have a similar idea of like a Go Texan pavilion at the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo that following January. And I thought, well, that'd be fun. Like what a fun thing to be a part of. And I can meet all kinds of new people in Fort Worth who don't know about me because I'm based here in Dallas. And so I signed up for the rodeo and just fell in love with the rodeo world. Um, the people are so tight knit and just such good people. And I just, I, I did, I fell in love with it. And then I traveled down to Houston for rodeo Houston and I showed with go Texan there as well. And then the national finals rodeo in Vegas, that, was an opportunity that kind of came to me and I took it and ran with it and ran a booth out there. And I just fell in love with the rodeo world. And I've met so many go Texan members, um, who feel the same way and who are just as passionate about the you know state of Texas as I am. 
Um, but yeah, speaking of cowboy boots, I wear them all the time. It's the only thing I'm comfortable in. Um, my buddies own Finolio Boot Company up in Nocona, Texas, and they're all made in Texas. And it's, it's just what I'm comfortable in. Honestly, like I feel like in high heels, I don't wear them. I don't own a pair because I'm just not comfortable in that. And that's okay. You are a Texan through and through. <laughs> I am. I'm like a, I guess you can call me like a city cowgirl because I don't like, I'm no. not too no, you're a fancy lady cowgirl. Exactly. There we go. Done. A fancy lady cowgirl. I hereby, <laughs> I, or what is it they do when they like, um, dame, when they dame you? Like, or, I, I don't ordain you. I don't know. Yeah. You have to touch me on the shoulders or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take care of that at the NFR. We'll make it official. Um, <laughs> it happened. speaking of the NFR, so you are going to have a booth, uh, this year in Fort Worth going to be at Will Rogers as part of Stetson Country Christmas. I'm, su <laughs> I'm super excited, but I also am like, I woke up at 3 a.m. this morning and I was having a dream about it. I told you, I dreamt the other day that you were doing a craft project in the booth, which like was sort of random, but I wasn't upset. But then you covered the little tiny fancy lady cowgirl section with like craft paper because you didn't want to get glitter on it. So nobody could see my stuff. Like I have literally... I have been so wound up about this because I'm so excited, but I'm also so nervous because I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea what to expect. And I, and my greatest fear, and I've said this to you multiple times and I'm still having dreams about it. I'm like, what if nobody buys one single, like we're going to sell the hell out of your stuff and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be great. But I'm like, what if like, I'll just be so embarrassed. Like if nobody buys any single, because I just, I've never done this. And I just like, do you, do you still have those moments? Like when you unveil a new sticker or shirt or like, do you ever have those moments anymore where you're just like, what if people stopped coming? Of course. No, I mean, I think any business owner, no matter what you do, you have that fear of what if one day the switch goes off and like, I'm done and people forget about me and move on to the next person. But honestly, just stop that thinking. Cause it's not going to happen. We're going to sell everything that you're going to bring. And I can't wait for people to see the new stuff. So we'll yeah. talk more about that at the NFR. But yes. Yeah, we've got some fun things up our sleeves. That's for sure. Oh um, gosh. It's going to be so fun. I'm just, you know, the booth is going to be so fun and I'm just so excited to see people. I know. Right. I know. Like, okay. So NFR is such an amazing thing. Um, I've done it in Vegas, obviously haven't done it here in Texas because I mean, this is the first time in however many years. Um, but going to Vegas, meeting all these people who come in from all over the place, which now saying that it's like such a good thing, but also like, Oh my God, there's people coming in from all over the place. Um, it's such a good time. And again, it's just the rodeo people are such good people and that whole crowd, anyone who, anyone can come to NFR. Don't get me wrong. It's not just rodeo focused by any means. It's all about the rodeo, but city people can come. Whoever wants to come can come to the NFR, but, um, it's just such a good time. And yeah, I'm the same way. I just, I can't wait to see people who I would be seeing in Vegas here in Texas in our great state. Not that I'm that proud or anything, but <laughs> in case you can't tell, but no, I mean, I'm so glad that NFR is coming here. It's right up the road from us and we're going to make this happen and it's going to be a great time. And we're just, we can't wait to see everyone who plans on coming by. 
10 days, nine days by the time this is posted. Um, we did a lot of prayers. We did a lot of back and forth because nobody knew if this was going to happen. Nobody, we sort of started to get an idea through rumblings that the rodeo was going to happen, but then we didn't know if the, you know, the cowboy quote unquote cowboy Christmas, the whole trade show and shopping experience and the concerts and the junior rodeos and all the things you know, the, the national finals, of course, is the main event, is the big spectacle. That will be at Globe Life uh, in Arlington. But, you know, the NFR is really a 10-day a from morning to late in the night experience. Yeah, and we just didn't know if any of that was going to happen. And when we finally did, it was like, boom, we've got to act so fast. And that's something that's been really eye-opening for me. I had been to the NFR numerous, you know, 10, 12 times throughout my life, and I'm so blessed. But having worked on this with you, and like you said, it's local. So we don't have the pressure of shipping in merchandise. We don't have the pressure of booking flights and getting trucks to haul the stuff out there and, you know, needing to be there an extra week. I had no idea what these vendors go through to pull what you all pull off. And I just want to say for anyone listening, if you feel comfortable with your health and your safety, there's going to be all sorts of protocols. We, we'll have our masks on, whatever. We got a hand sanitizer in the booth. I bought, I bought, I bought Clorox wipes at Target. They'd only let me buy one thing, so I got to go back Is tomorrow. Were able to find some? Yeah, yeah, but I could only buy one. No, Kathy wasn't playing. She made me put the second one back. So if you feel comfortable, come out because the work that it takes to get these booths up and running, just to get the merchandise and to get it all ready and Oh my gosh. I mean, I crunched numbers, you know, I crunched numbers for days because, you know, I didn't, I didn't have 25,000 or 50,000 to spend on my little portion. So I really have to like get serious. You, you don't, by the way, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Overestimated when, when we all, so like when we finally found out we were going to have the NFR, like did all the numbers and like, I, I wanted to have some higher end items that like I didn't end up getting. Thank God. India talked me out of that. And I was like, okay, India. So like, I think I'm going to need like $75,000 worth of merch. And she's like, oh, what, what show are you going to? Like, I just I didn't know, you know, I just, you just have, I had no idea. Um, but it's just been so eye opening to really sort of be behind the scenes and see the process. And it'll be so eye opening to be in the booth with you for, you know, for 10 days. I worked one small show with you and learned a lot. Um, but I just, you know, I've seen it all over Instagram. I've seen it all over social media and on the news. Support your local businesses. Support your local artisans. This is the absolute opportunity of a lifetime to do that because all they're all the Western people are right there together. Yeah, yeah. So come out. Indy and I will be there. I'm just laughing because I'm like, oh my God, day three, I'll be like in a wheelchair because I only have one <laughs> pair of boots that go with my outfit. My mom's like, you're not going to be able to wear those boots 10 solid days. You're going to have to bring tennis shoes. I'm like, I will not wear tennis shoes, mom. I'll definitely be in tennis shoes. Probably, like, no, it's probably day two. Boots every single day because if I honestly, if I wear tennis shoes, that's when my feet hurt. If I wear cowboy boots, I'm fine. Yeah, you're just a tough cookie. Let's be <laughs> honest. I'm I'm just an old I'm just an old washed up cowgirl. Um, oh. No, it's gonna be great. Stetson Country Christmas. We are booth five fifty eight at Stetson Country Christmas. Just look for India and I. I might be in sparkles. There's just really no telling. Um, but I'm pumped. I'm excited. Are you excited? 
the countdown is on and kind of circling back to what you said about like the, the amount of work that goes into this, like when I was talking to like friends about how we ended up getting a booth and stuff like that at the NFR. And I was like, you know, it's so soon. I don't, you know, we're going to have to be working overtime just to get everything ready for this. No one seems to understand. Like when I set up or when I start getting ready for these bigger shows, like the state fair and NFR and Fort Worth stock show and all that kind of stuff. Um, you don't do it the month before it takes months of prep. And I mean, you do that on purpose. So you're not doing it all at once. And for me, since we do make everything and it's only three of us, it's, we really have to plan for it. So when the NFR announced that it was coming here, I thought, okay, this is one hell of an opportunity that we have to take. It's literally coming to our backyard and we have to go. I'm so excited. But at the same time, I was like, oh my God, how are we going to get all this done? But you, you know that it will all get done eventually. But yeah, the prep that goes into a show like this, it takes months. And any other vendor who may be listening to this totally knows where I'm coming from. And you just, you don't know, retail has always been a roller coaster. I've said this a million times. You, retail is just, it's nuts. But this year, you literally show up and see what happens. This year is so, it doesn't count, in my opinion. It's just so off for everybody. But NFR is incredible. It's a great experience. And I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be any different this year. Um, I'm thrilled. I'm just thrilled to be a part of it. I'm so glad that you're going to be there with me because, you know, running a booth by yourself for 10 days, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. But to get to do it with a friend like you is going to be so much fun. And all the people that are going to come by and see us and, you know, we'll see them and other vendors that we're going to get to meet. I, I can't wait. I'm just counting down the days. And the fact that Thanksgiving is in between right this moment and NFR, I'm like, how are we going to squeeze that in? How <laughs> we don't we have time. I'm like, there's no time for that this year. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just like, I just want it to be here. I am just ready. Um, but yeah, it, it, it seems like a long time, but I think it's going to go by very quickly. Um, like you said, I'm, I'm not going home this year for Thanksgiving. It just, it, you know, why take the risk? Also, my baby bull is bucking, so I've got to go see him on Saturday. I think, I think it's going to be great, and I'm just really excited, and I'm so glad that we get to do this together. Uh, India, I know you haven't even had dinner. You literally oh. just closed the shop, so I'm- Having a cocktail, so that's the most <laughs> important thing right now. Having a cocktail. Um, Whiskey Designs, if you're coming for the National Finals Rodeo, Dallas is only, what, if you're a Texan, 30 minutes from Fort Worth. I mean, if you drive like a Texan, you can be there in 15. Um, 40 so you, tops. Yeah, 45 minutes tops with traffic. You'll be fine. So, you know, if you've got a day, if you wanted to venture into Dallas, go by India's shop, you know, Whiskey Designs. It's in the Dallas Farmer's Market, which is a wonderful spot. You can hit up her store, and then there's all kinds of other stores. You've got the shed. Uh, there's some restaurants. Uh, she's got all kinds of cool things in the store in addition to the stuff that will be at the booth. So we will be there holding down the fort uh, each and every day. And I'm just, let's get well, this party started. I'm ready. Let's do it. I, I can't wait. And I can't wait to toast when it's all starting. And I can't wait to toast when it's all over and to a successful show. And honestly, I can't wait to meet everybody and see everybody and just be there. You know, I'm really excited. We put a lot of work into this. All of us have. And I'm just finally 
it's less than 10 days now. So I'm, I'm thrilled. You know, it's, it's going to be a great time. And again, just the fact that it's coming to Texas, I'm, I'm thrilled. Absolutely. India, thank you so much for joining the Calgary Problems Podcast. Thank you for having me.